This is To The Point with Marcus Amick, where we cut through all the noise to discuss the things that matter most driving the world of automotive sales. Let's get to it. Some of the most inspiring historical accomplishments are the ones you get to watch all unfold. The achievements of Erica Tiffany Wells, this week's guest on To The Point, speaks to that very idea and why women in automotive should be celebrated well beyond March and Women's History Month. Erica started working in the automotive industry in 2005. Over the course of her career, she has had several notable accomplishments in the business, which earned her a spot on Automotive News' coveted 40 under 40 list in 2021. And you get the sense that Erica is only just beginning to build her story in the world of automotive. So thank you for joining us on To The Point, Erica. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Erica, I've heard so much about you and your journey in the industry, but how did you first get started in the business? It was on accident. I will tell you that. Uh, you know, my, my story started a little bit different. It was actually my experience with automotive that actually got me interested in getting into it. Uh, so I'm a daycare teacher at the time. I'm teaching preschool. You know, I'm making $6 an hour. I'm bringing my daughter with me every day because I couldn't afford childcare. I didn't really see a way out um, because childcare was so expensive. I didn't have a degree. I got my GED and I wasn't sure where I was going to go as far as my career. But I had a car problem. My car broke down. I needed an alternator and I ended up going to a Midas auto repair center and me and the gentleman talked. I was telling him I was, you know, kind of down and out and didn't really have the funds to get my car fixed. I told him where I worked. And we kind of came up with this plan. He's like, listen, if you can get me some of your teachers and parents, you know, I'm a new manager here. I need some new business. I'll help you get your car repairs. And we put a plan together. We started out with $12.99 oil change coupons. I brought them back to the daycare. I referred the daycare teachers. He fixed my alternator and we became good friends. Three years later, he started his own shop, uh, You Save Auto Repair in Georgia. And he asked me to come work with him. Uh, he's taken me from $6 an hour to $8 an hour. And that's all I needed was the motivation to say, absolutely, I'll be there. He taught me everything he knew about being a service advisor. I would order parts. I would write up the service tickets. Um, I worked with technicians who were working on the cars. I didn't know anything about the automotive industry. But what I did know is that I enjoyed the smile on people's faces. I enjoyed taking the stress and ease off them when they came in with automotive concerns with their car and just knowing that I was putting them in a better situation with a vehicle that was reliable and dependable. And that kind of like got my my bug started. You know, I was like, wow, I had a good experience with service, which made me want to have and provide that same experience for other people. And it was kind of the transition into auto. And I've, I've been here ever since. Wow. That's that, that's really a unique hands-on kind of experience with sort of breaking into the industry. How has that sort of impacted how you approach the business? It, it's it's super impactful because the car industry has a bad reputation. When you look at automotive versus, you know, let's say selling homes and being in real estate, it's a completely different model. People are excited about getting into real estate. They tell their friends and family, you know, they refer people, hey, if you're looking for a home, you know, they go get themselves billboards and business cards and they just, they go get a certification in classes. But if you sell, tell somebody you sell cars or work in the car business, I mean, you get the dirtiest of looks and the like apologies. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. 
and it doesn't give you that same reverence, but why not? It's mostly because customers experience with automotive is bad. They hate it. They hate the process. They hate the wait. They hate feeling like they're going to get ripped off, whether it's in sales or in service. And so because we've had this bad reputation for so long, it's really hard to recruit people into our industry because they don't enjoy the experience. Because my first experience with auto was so positive, it kind of led the way for me to change the stereotype of what people think about the automotive industry. And I'm very passionate about helping not only customers with one of the biggest purchases that they will ever make, but also bringing in other employees to this industry so that I can show them that they can make a difference for others as well. Wow. I'm sure this is going to be tough, right? Because I can tell that you're just passionate about so many aspects or so many facets of the business. But but when it when it comes to that that core passion that you have for this business, what would it be? My tenacity really comes from from two places. You know, and I, I people use that word a lot, passion and passionate. And and to me the the addition of passion is basically anger plus love. And when you bring those together, that's how you get passion, right? And so I was so angry about just feeling like people looked down on our industry and that they didn't understand it. But yet I was so in love with it that those two things together is kind of the fire that kind of lights my soul. I remember what it's like to be hungry. And I think a lot of people get away from that. When you're making $6 an hour, when you're not sure how your ends are going to meet, I remember stories of sitting at the gas station. Gas was less than a dollar back when I remember it. But I'm sitting at the gas station. I'm looking through the back seats of my car, hoping to get a couple of quarters together so that I could put one gallon of gas in my car to hopefully make it until Friday. And when you're thinking about your children and you let them eat food before you, because there's not going to be any left for you. And you're like, Hey, as long as they eat, I'm okay. It gives you this piece of like this tenacity that says, I'm going to go to the edge of the world to make sure I win and to make sure that my children do not have to work as hard as I did. And that kind of, you know, hunger as I speak to it, you can't really coach that. You can't really train that. You can't teach people to be hungry. Either you have it or you're not. And the best way to be hungry is to feel what it feels like to not have, to have that lack, to have that missing piece. Um, and that kind of has driven me all the way. I didn't have an education. I didn't have a background to lean on. You know, I didn't have family and automotive who could show me the way. What I did have was is a place that I didn't want to be hungry anymore. And I didn't want my children to be hungry. And, and that's kind of been my driving force. Well, what would what else would you say are, have been the keys to your success? Because passion alone won't do it, will it? No, good people. One of I mean, my very first dealership I worked for was um, a, a Persian family of brothers, and I walked in there and I started. I said, "Hey, I want to sell cars," and they said. Uh, okay, well, come on in, start tomorrow. You know, we're going to show you the ropes. Sales is one of those places where everybody starts at the same level. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you all have an opportunity to sell a car. And for me, the first time the playing field was even. So I had good people who said, listen, you have an opportunity to get in here and kick butt if you want to. And those mentors and those relationships along the way have been just so instrumental to keeping me on on target. It's the reason why we started Wokan because we realized that relationships are so important to getting ahead and having people who will have your back, who will say your names in rooms that you don't exist in yet, You know, who will pat you on the back and say, hey, good job, but that's not enough. You need to go a little bit farther. You need to push a little bit more. And when people see people who are passionate and who are tenacious, they want you on their team. They want you to be a part of their network. They want you to be a part of their organization. When you work harder than you're paid, people and money will always chase you. 
instead of the other way around. Let's talk about Woken. How did that how did that come about? It was the summer of George Floyd's murder. And we're in dealerships and there's this tension and there's this, you know, these conversations that are being had. And I'm I'm very confused because I'm I'm feeling so angry and upset. And I have a young son of my own. And I'm wondering how can this happen? And and one of the good things that came out of that is that people were talking about black people for the first time in corporate conversations. Industries were speaking out, you know organizations are speaking out. Even one or two dealer groups actually spoke out and said, we cannot have this happen. And when I looked for people to talk to within my dealership, there were not faces that looked like me. So I had to reach out to girlfriends who were in the industry in other states and say, can we talk? Can we express how we're feeling? Can you help me understand kind of this climate that we're in? And it was four of us. It was uh, me and Carrie Wise, Amanda Bay, I mean Amanda Gordon and Patrice, Patrice Banks. All four of us were girlfriends. We didn't all know each other together, but one person knew one person who knew one person. We got on a conference call and we said, you know what? We need a safe space for women of color in automotive. And that was how it was born. We had conversation after conversation. We decided we we're going to start a nonprofit. We wanted to attract more women. We wanted to connect more women. We wanted to empower more women. And we knew that we needed a place that we couldn't find where we were in automotive right now. There were women's groups, but there weren't groups that were specific for women of color. And when we were in that intersection between being a woman and being a woman of color, it was a different conversation of things that happened to us that are unique to us and that needed to be talked about and handled by us. And that was kind of how it was born. And how has the reception been to the group? Absolutely amazing. We have over 500 members now. And we didn't even know there was 500 women of color in the automotive industry. But just like we felt alone, they felt alone. And it wasn't until this network existed that they were like, I finally found a place that I can talk about the things that matter to me. Um, and we've been able to provide scholarships. We've been able to buy women tools. We've been able to fly them out to conferences and pay for their education and help them to be entrepreneurs. And this is just only in a year and a half. So we've had sponsors come from Subaru and Car Global and True Car. And these organizations, organizations are like, how can I be a part of this? How can we put our money behind it? How can we make sure that we're part of the solutions to help diversify automotive? And diversity and inclusion are, are hot topics right now. So it was the perfect timing. It was the perfect place. And you know, as four leaders in this space who knew it was needed to happen, um, we were able to kind of pick up where so many people have kind of paved the way and already keep that momentum going into what we have now. Speaking of paving the way, I, I just, just from, from talking to you, I get this, this sense, this clarity that you are clearly a self-starter, but have there been, or has there, has there been someone that has inspired you in the industry? Absolutely. Carrie Wise is the president of Wocan and she said something the other day that blew my mind. It was my first NADA, which is the National Automotive Dealer Association Conference. And it was the first time I've ever been. And I've been in the car business for you know almost 20 years. And she said, Erica, this is my almost 20th NADA. I've been here 20 times. I've spoke at these events. This is my industry. This is what I know. And, I, and it blew my mind because I'm sitting here for the first time seeing this place and knowing that she's been here 20 different years before me. And I, I remember when I first met her five years ago and I saw her standing up on stage at a woman in automotive conference. And I'm like, 
wow, she's so eloquent and well-spoken and professional. She's the, she's the very first woman that I knew of that had chief in front of her name. And I'm like, I know someone that's the chief marketing officer of a major publicly traded organization. It was mind blowing. And I looked to her for resource. I looked to her for guidance. I looked to her for clarity. And she just has been an inspiration to me. And I could say when I saw her do it, it gave me the confidence to know I can do it. I also have some general managers and owners that are women of color in the industry whose parents have owned dealerships. And I watch them and I watch their story and I watch their, you know, their grace that they give people because it has been tough for them. And, and those things kind of truly keep me going. There's only seven black women in the entire country who own dealerships. And I, I pride myself on saying, you know what, I'll be number eight. In closing, when you look at this new era we're entering in the world of automotive, what advice would you give women interested in starting a career in this business? Now is the time. Get past your hesitations, get past the stereotypes, get past everything that you think is holding you back. This is one of the few industries that affect everybody's life, right? I mean, even in in home ownership and buying a car, the two biggest decisions anyone will ever make. And you have an opportunity to be a part of that when it is evolving, right? It's been dinosauric. It's been ancient times. It's been a hundred years of the same old thing. And for the first time in a long time, we're starting to see progress at a rapid speed with digital retailing, with the introduction of electric vehicles. You know, automotive is a, is, is a tech company. It's not always been seen as a tech company, but it should be, right? Because it's the future is evolving at rapid speeds. And this is one of a few industries where there's not a cap on on your income potential. You know, I say trade that job. You know, that just over broke, or you're jumping out of bed to go trade hours for dollars. Right? This is an industry where you don't necessarily have a cap on your income because you put in forty hours. With sales, you have control of that, and that's powerful. And that feels, you know, exciting to wake up every day and say, "There's no limit. There's no ceiling on the opportunity that I have, on the impact that I have, on the money that I can make." And being able to take care of my family in an industry that affects so many lives. So I would tell any young woman thinking about auto retail from accounting to the business office, to the call center, to sales, to ownership, there is a huge aspect of automotive. We need IT people. You know, we need people in the, um, in the business office who handle contracts and handle the financing. No matter what it is you love to do, I can almost assure you there's a place for you and a space for you in automotive. You just have to say yes. Wow. Now that I am fully inspired, I can I can only imagine that that our listeners are. I really want to thank you, Erica, not only for the insight on your career and what has made you successful in the industry, but also in the inspiration that you give others in the industry. Well, thank you so much. It has been an absolute honor. And uh, I hope to be able to continue the conversation and continue to share more stories of people who, who have the same insight and who have a different perspective on auto. Now, back to the noise. 